Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Curran View with the Isle of Hillsborough and Mr. Terry Curran. If you're listening free to the first half on either iCast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a Patreon, all the w's.patreon.com forward slash SRB media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join the conversation in the group, which is over 3,200 members strong. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Steady away, mate. How are you? Yeah, steady away, like you just said. Other than that, not too bad. Good, 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 man. Um, It's been quite a week, TC. We say every week at the start of every podcast, how do you pick your magic moment? So I'm interested to see what magic moment you pick because there's just so many brilliant ones. Well, there is that. It, it, it gets, when you look, when you're watching and you're trying to analyse, you know, which is the best magic moment because, you know, there's some technical uh, ability with goalkeeping saves and uh, defending. And on top of it, we're looking uh, uh, open, split passes by, you know, uh, yeah. with accuracy. I mean, I look at Ireland, it's incredible, his goal-scoring record. You know, he's scoring goals for fun. I thought Foden uh, were absolutely sublime. People will look at it with uh, Man United were poor. Manchester City were that good. They reminded me of Barcelona at the best. And they have got that many good players. But what I'm going for is, and it's not being favouritism at all, it's Volks' goal for Sheffield Wednesday at uh, at, uh, Vale. You know, um, again, people might say I've been biased, but how many times have I picked Wednesday on anything? I just thought his reaction to it. And listen, you could have had three goalkeepers in there that wouldn't have saved it. Because it, it's just, he's reacted to it with, his, with a split second. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a man in front of him. And to get it with accuracy right into the top uh, right-hand corner, I thought it was a sublime goal. So that's what I'm going for, Gabby. Uh, Volks' goal for Sheffield Wednesday at uh, Port Vale. And that's out doing some of the Premier League and the other championship games. Absolutely, Sheffield Wednesday are firing on all cylinders too. I love the, um, I saw the post in uh, the Wednesday Sing group and there was limbs everywhere when that ball went in. Fantastic goal celebrations from the fans. And and again, what a strike. But Wednesday oh, knocked in some fabulous goals this season. We said it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Sheffield Wednesday could almost have goal of the season themselves with the goals that they've scored. Yeah, but if we are honest, Yabby, we have TV now, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. We didn't, you know, I do like modern day football. I do. I think there's a lot of good things in it. I, you know, but football didn't start uh, when the Premier League started. And I'm sure we would have seen as many good goals as, as what we're seeing nowadays if we'd have had the cameras at the grounds. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, Frank Worthington said to me when he taught me through that goal against Ipswich. Ipswich, yeah. Yeah, he said that wasn't the best goal I scored, but yeah. there was no cameras at, at uh, QPR. He said, if you see Ian Gillard, ask him about that goal I scored against Queen's Park Rangers. But I haven't seen Ian Gillard. But when Shanksy comes back, I think he's still in Egypt. When he comes back, I'm going to have a word with Shanksy and see if he remembers. Because I think Don Shanks would have been the right back that day as Ian Gillard was the uh, was the left back. But I mean, every, everyone goes on to me about the goal I scored for Shanksy. The best goal I scored was for Nottingham Forest against Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. You know, I'd love to see that on challenge. And I, I, I scored one in training. Would have met them all. It'd have been Messi's eyes open up. Never mind anybody else's. Yeah, mind you, that was a great free kick by Messi this week against Nice as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go like, oh, well, there you I mean, go. Now, listen, by the way, there's not only, there's not only Mbappe and, and, and Neymar what can do that. There's oh. other players. They must be sick that they get... They, you know, they're fourth at 15 line to get a chance of having a shot at goal from a free kicker. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Messi's the main man. I mean, we saw James Madison uh, score a brilliant free kick goal uh, yesterday against Nottingham Forest. We're going to talk about James a little bit later because... Yeah, we, we have, play well. Yeah, we, we have well. touted him up for uh, for England before, but we will talk about him in a little bit more uh, depth uh, later on. We'll have a, we'll have a Southgate here. In charge, he's, ne- he's never going to get in there. But like um, Letizia with uh, Oddle and uh, Venable, for some unknown reason, you would have expected both of them two to pick him, wouldn't you? You would, but again, sometimes, I don't know, they have a leave of senses and whatever. But, um, I mean, TV did have an awful lot of players and he did pick some great players. But uh, Glenn went down the avenue of of not picking any of the Mavericks and any of the ball players and just went for a, a very cautious, adopted a very cautious approach as uh, as Southgate has. I loved Almiron's strike. I mean, that was oh, yeah, a fabulous goal. That. Again, when you look at that, I mean, what did I tell you about letting the ball drop? Yep. Below your knee. Yep. It was a great strike. Absolutely great strike. I felt sorry for Phil Foden. Um, Phil Foden scores the first hat-trick in a Manchester derby since early in Ireland nine minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. But you see, what you talk, you've, it's always been known in football, unless they've changed it now, but when I were playing, if, if whoever got the quickest hat-trick, if yeah. two players got an hat-trick, whoever got the quickest one uh, kept the ball. The quickest one or the first one? Well, for, well the first hat-trick, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you can call it the I don't mean the quickest-quickest. Yeah, quickest, exactly. In the game... Whoever got the, the first, you know, the first... First pass the post. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kept the ball. I mean, Gundogan took the ball off uh, Ireland, didn't he? And says, yeah, you got enough of you. have give it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's collecting them. I did note on uh, Match of the Day's Facebook account earlier, and I have just posted it on mine. I'm going to post it to the group. Um, Haaland, without question, is arguably the greatest goal scorer of, of his generation and this current generation going back for the last probably 20, 30 years since the Premier League started, if we're absolutely honest. The, well, the rate he's scoring at is, is frightening. You're not being biased, biased because if you take his game, yeah. his all-round game, his touch, his pace, mm. his timing, right? we know Shearer scored the goals, we know other people have scored goals, but He's got every mortal thing, everything yeah. to his game. 
hundred percent. I mean, he is just a he's a beast. He's a throwback. But again, what I didn't like and what I don't like on match of the day because they they put down all the players that had scored the goals uh, by the age of twenty two. But once again, these muppets of modern day football. And they're a disgrace match of the day. I put that they're a disgrace. And I'll challenge anybody from match of the day to to do a, a podcast with me or do a live conversation with me. And I'll tell them exactly why. Because you forget your history. You are being paid by the taxpayers and you are no more than a, a promotion arm of the Premier League the world's richest league, and it's a disgrace that we all pay as taxpayers for match of the day. Now, Jimmy Greaves, by the age of 23, had scored over 200 goals. He'd scored 100 by by his 21st birthday. Dixie Dean, when he was 21, scored 60 for Everton in that one season. Now, they're always forgotten. Football, I go back, football... Is the only the only um, establishment, shall we say, industry, for want of a better word, what, that forgets its history what, and it's wrong? What you do not forget the history, Gabby. I'll tell you what it is. But whether people like it or not, remember when COVID came out, everything was going to be a new new. Mm. They never mentioned. Uh, Football before the Premier League. They never mention it. I don't watch match a day. Yeah. And I'm, when I say they never mention it, I'm talking about well, talk sport and all them others. It's mm. all, all it is is Premier League, Premier League, Premier Jeez, League. Yeah. And I get that. I, yeah. I get that because at the end of the day, it's it, it, it's a, a big league. But they, they cannot turn around and say uh, this guy is the best goal scorer of all time. No, because of he has to be Dixie Dean and, G, and Jimmy Greaves' record. Absolutely. In our leagues. Absolutely. Then you can turn around and say, you know, uh, they've done it. And they've got, these have got more games uh, to play than, yeah. than, than what they did because he's playing in Europe and everywhere else, isn't it? But Absolutely. The league goals are a different. They're a different uh, uh, they will play a little bit less games because I think we played 40, 46 games and they play what? We played 42 in a, in a season. Uh, back in the day in the old first division and they right. play 38 so there's there's four oh, le- there's four less yeah. games they don't yeah. play cup games the top players tend to be rested in the FA Cup yeah but we're talking been... about league aren't we so yeah you know... no absolutely we're talking yeah. league yeah and yeah so uh, when they mention it they should turn around and say in the Premier League because at the end of the day Jimmy Green's record won't be beaten no it won't be no I mean it does make me laugh when they say welcome to the 200 club well there's Jimmy Greaves, Dixie Dean and Steve Bloomer. Welcome to the 300 Club because they sit at the top table and those three players, the only three players that have ever scored over 300 league goals in this country are forgotten every time it's mentioned. And it's well, a uh, again, I don't, I've not watched Match of Day since, since COVID. I've no intention of watching it. Uh, I've no intention of watching, uh, and it's not being bitter. It's the wokeness of it. Absolutely, I'm not bothered about a woman. Con- I'm not bothered about woman con- commentate on it if she were there on merit. But you know it, I know it. They're not there on merit. 
No, 100%. 100% say Somebody else who isn't there on merit, uh, according to Gareth Southgate, is Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I tell you what, he's just put a world in from free kick. Oh, my God. What a goal. It was like, uh, just sublime. Just fabulous. Just a typical Trent goal. Yeah, I mean, how he's doing the squad... Listen, he has to push uh, Walker because his his all round game's quick, strong, you know. Mm. Uh, and what I'm trying to say is, Walker's been there. And he's, I know he's going, but I've always told you all this. If that manager does not, no, nobody will ever convince me that even Brian Robson was a better player than Alan Hudson. No, of course, he wasn't. No one, no, no. one, right. But that's my opinion. I understand other people. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you can say, well, would he, would his own uh, worst enemy off of the field? Well, let me tell you something. Van Robson drank as much as Alan Hudson or anybody else in the game. Of course he did. Right? But protected by a certain manager. And I'm having to go over because I like him as a player. That yeah. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my opinion, what I'm trying to say is, nobody will convince me that Robbo were a better player than Alan Hudson. No. no, no. Well, you can't because he wasn't a better player. But again, it's all opinions too. I thought yeah. Trossard's hat-trick, again, the uh, the hat-trick hero that's forgotten, three goals at Anfield. And I thought his first goal was fantastic. The way he's allowed the ball to roll across his body and it's a left-footed shot um, straight across the goalkeeper. And the party starter in the North London derby. What a way to start the goal scoring by uh, by party. Yeah. Tremendous. So, what magic moments we've had this week. Absolutely fabulous. I'd like to congratulate uh, the owner, really, of Brighton. Because where they've yes. come from, oh, when I were playing, they would get 30,000 people at the old goal score ground. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a captive audience down there because it's a fair... But they've always got good support. But what they've done to achieve what they've achieved in these last 15, 20 years is incredible. So, well done to Brighton. And yes, they should have won that game on Saturday. You know, it's their own fault for, for, for dropping a point. But well done to Liverpool because they're not playing particularly well and, and to come back and at least get a draw. And isn't it funny how our fans, well, it's not, it's not, I won't say it's Liverpool because I think Liverpool fans, more, I mean, you will get the odd one, but yep. Liverpool fans, are, I think, the, uh, are more... Uh, honest to the managers, and they're more honest than a lot of teams that go to to to, to Anfield. They call it for it's the media will call it for is that Cooper? You know, Nottingham Forest have brought in 29, 30 players. Mm. Half of them players don't know each other yet. Yep. They've got to give them time. I still think that Nottingham Forest, if they don't sack Cooper, will will stay up. I think they'll have a better second half of the season uh, once they all get to to know each other. And they get to know, he gets to know which is his best team and which players um, he wants to pick on a regular basis. But like I told you, Gabby, you know, he, he deserves a chance uh, of course to he does. A, a go in, that, in, the, in the Premier League. But I've always told you, these type of managers, they've got to be able to handle the big name players yes. when yeah. you get up there. Because I like Cooper, you know I do. And I like uh, the kid at uh, going to Chelsea. Uh, Potter. Yeah, Grand Potter. Yeah. If they, if they can handle the big name players, they'll be big. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There will be elite managers. And and let's hope they do because we do yes. need yeah. managers like that being elite yeah. managers and managing well, elite teams. I mean, he's he's Welsh in a sense, but I still like whether well, it's Welsh, Scottish, absolutely, or, they're all know, British. I I go with the English because we want a national. We it's the Premier League. Yeah, I don't mind any other managers coming there, but I want to see an elite English coach or two or three English coaches. What our coaches can follow on in the footsteps, admire. And, and, and so I, I want to try it that way. Absolutely, T. And let me tell you, if if the answer is Benitez, the question isn't shall we sack Cooper? I the mean, un, unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Benitez. Never have been. Never will be. I'm a fan of Steve Cooper. Like you. I, I cannot watch his team play football. No. It's so boring. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and he didn't do very well in his last two jobs as well. And the time before that, he was in China. So, why? I've always said you've got when 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 a club appoints a manager, you've got to give them chance. Yes. And the only time I've never done that was with Pulis when he went to Sheffield Wednesday. I said, "Well, I will never watch Sheffield Wednesday yeah, play." Because I've, I've got I've got Sheffield Wednesday on telly all the time. Mm. Right. And I said I would never watch, and I didn't watch him when Pulis were there. Yeah. Because I just cannot. I can't. Look, there's no right or wrong way to play football if you're winning. There's only a right, a right way and a wrong way if you're not winning, isn't there? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I want to watch teams play like Manchester City. I want to watch teams play like Leeds United did when they. I want to watch teams play like Sheffield Wednesday when they had their good team, and when Arsenal had their good team, when Tottenham had their good teams, when Chelsea had. Their, I, I want to watch that type of football. Same here. Absolutely, we want to watch football and watch artists perform and be entertained, and I don't want to. Watch a game of football where the team enters the field of play, puts 11 men behind the ball and just tries to defend. I'm sorry, that ain't football. Um, what was the Huddersfield manager, that German guy? Yeah, I can't remember his name now. He, he, he kept him up and everybody were going absolutely ballistic. Oh, what a great job he's done. They never went past the halfway line. No, they no. They never went past the own goal line near my penalty box. I know. What's the point in training? There's just absolutely you know, no you know point. The second, you know the second season? Yeah. Oh, it was even worse. Yeah, but it you... must have been boring to go into training and then when a game come up, talk, they must talk for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you know, to stop teams playing. How does the forwards think? Well, I'm going to be. How are we going to win a game if we do, if we all we, all we can't? You've got look in football. A manager has to make sure, right, that you're tight at the back. Yeah, 
But it's not just at the back, it's on front to back. Of course it is, it's a team game. Choose what Alan Hudson was, choose what Messi is. If you haven't got a solid defence, you'll never win a league title. No, absolutely. But these teams forget, or these managers forget, if you've got a good defence, you know, they don't want to pick an Alan Hudson, they don't want to pick a so-and-so, they don't want to pick a so-and-so. It's it's incredible how we think and how we look at the game. It's stupid. I mean, I've always said, if you want to strengthen your defence... Improve your midfield, improve your forwards, get the I ball. I was listening to Simon Jordan on, on to Talksport, and yeah. I, I just enjoyed it more. You know, today I just turned it off. I thought, well, I don't want to listen to the talking about managers getting sacked. Or it's these what get the managers sacked. You know? yeah, of course, it is. The more yeah. that the media talk, they're putting the seeds of doubt into the owners, and when the owners are it's starting to get a bit of flack, sorry. It's more, more pressure onto the manager. Of course it is. Let the manager... I just think, let the manager manage. You know, bringing in the amount of players that Forrest had is quite ridiculous, but I, I get that they needed a lot of players. Similar to Villa, when Villa come up, because they had a lot of players on loan and they went back to the parent club. So that they had to bring in bodies. I do think there's too many bodies. And you've got a question on who's bringing these bodies in, whether it's Cooper or whether it's the geezer that owns it. Who knows? But you've got to give yeah, them time. I, I agree with that. And it must be frustrating for Cooper because I'm sure he would have said to the owner, get me eight decent players we've got. Yeah. Or maybe 10 decent players to add to what we've got. But yeah. they, they brought in 29. Exactly. It's just it's just absolutely crazy. But, you know, let's hope Forrest stay up because I do like Forrest. I've always liked Forrest um, because of Clough and, and Peter Taylor. Uh, Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Uh, latest podcast, um, our football book podcast with Andy's coming out uh, either later on this week, T, or early next week. Chris has been really busy, and congratulations, he's just become just become a granddad for the first well, time. Congratulations, Chris, and give him my love, Gabby. Will do. Are you doing the dishes, by the way? Have you got that phone to your ear? Tell me what I'm doing. I'm sat in the kitchen while Jock's watching football in the room. <laughs> I've just put the kettle on. I've got a cup out of the uh, cupboard. I'm going to make myself a cup of tea while I'm talking to you. Well, fair play, T. I'm entitled to do that, aren't I? You certainly are, sir. I've got a glass of... Um, of lemon squash and I did my latest or we did our latest Alan Hudson's American Dream with Udi Sunday morning and we were both I said Udi we're both drinking coffee it's incredible isn't it but we are going to do a happy hour one when me and Alan are both drinking so you might not be able to understand us but we will be more understanding um, and clearer than Gareth Southgate but there you go Um, leading me on nicely to my first pick and uh, it's a book that I've acquired not long ago. Um, it came out many years ago, of course. England, the Alf Ramsey years, uh, forward by, well, Sir Alf Ramsey's put the forward, and it's a kick-by-kick commentary by Graham McCall. And uh, it's a lovely book. It, it goes through all of uh, Alf Ramsey's games uh, as manager of England. And on the podcast, I said to Al, his penultimate game was the game in 1973 when Italy beat England on the 4th of November 1973. It was Fabio Capello that scored the goal and uh, Canalia, the great Giorgio Canalia, made it for him. And then, of course, England went away to Portugal in Lisbon on the 3rd of April 1974, drew nil-nil. 
he was bringing in a lot of the younger players, trying to integrate them into the team, and and he got the sack pretty much because we failed to qualify for the World Cup uh, later on in that year when we got beat by Poland in, I think it was October, wasn't it, in 1973? Yeah, it was the 17th of October. So it's the anniversary soon, too, of uh, us getting, well, drawing with Poland. When you look when you look at uh, Ramsey yeah. winning the World Cup, you know, maybe after the uh, 70 World Cup, if, I, if I'd have been there, I'd have come out of it, you know, because that was a good team and all what the um, the 70 World Cup. A lot of people thought it was a better team. To yes, be yeah, they did. Uh, I think he would have come away with it. He still got credit because obviously that's the only major trophy we've won, isn't it? Yeah. So he still got the credit, you know, but it, it would have been, it, it, it had been more highly thought of um, if, if uh, it had come away after the, uh, oh, not resigned, but said, look, I'm retiring from international football. I want to get give somebody else another chance of, uh, well, not another chance, but give somebody else a chance at uh, managing it, our national team, and I'm going to have a look at managing it getting the old first division. Absolutely. You know, um, so, you know it's still an honour to, to, to win a World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it's season in 19, what, 73? Um, the end of the... I think it was the end of the 1972-73 season. Um, yes, it, I mean, it was. He, uh, he gave Alan Hudson a three-year ban. Uh, the conversation went, if you don't turn up to uh, Heathrow tomorrow morning, you'll face the consequences. And that was for an under-23 tour, not, you know, a tournament, but just a, a pre-season tour. And Alan said, Alf, my ankle's been playing me up. I need the pre-season to get ready for Chelsea uh, next season. And as you know, it's 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 hampered him since 1970 when he went down at a divot at the Hawthorns Easter Monday uh, in 1970, stopped him playing in that World Cup in 70 and in the FA Cup final. But Alf didn't want to know. Alf wouldn't listen. Alf decided to ban him for three years. And what a way to treat uh, what, 21, 22 year old as he was at could the time. Could that happen today? No, it couldn't. And that's why Alan's so could annoyed not. because it couldn't. Do you know, I was talking to one of my customers. She's you eight... never know how we got treated, none of you. No. Ever. But, you know, I was talking to one of my, my, my customers the other day. She's a 86 year old lady. And we, were, we were on about that because I'd just spoken to Ali. He'd, he'd sorted me out with Tommy Hutchison's number. I'm going to do a, 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 a my seven, you know, a 70s legends podcast with Tommy. And I told her about that. And she said, what a way to treat a player. I said, I know that's how players were treated in them days and probably still are today. But when you think about it, a 21-year-old, well, he was, yeah, um, yeah, he would have been 21 at that time because he would have been 19 on the FA, on the World Cup final in 1970. It was played on his 19th birthday. So Alan would have been like 21. What a way to treat a 21-year-old kid to say, if you don't turn up for this for this pre-season tour that means nothing, um, you know, you'll face the consequences. Alan didn't know what the consequences were at the time, but Alf then banned him for three years. Yeah, let me put let me put some on top of that. Arguably the best midfield player in the country. Or yeah, maybe absolutely. in Europe at that time. Yeah, absolutely. 
as a 23-year-old, maybe 21, what would he be? He's probably 23, 21, 22. He was born in 1951, so if we do the maths, I was, he was, what, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, it's... And people will say, oh, but his own fault. Well, his own fault. He's been on it. Exactly. We had, by the way, we had to play. We, we were forced with needles and everything. Needles of course you were. Yeah. People I mean, will never know how we got treated. Never you, you know your own body. Now, with Waddington, when they were coming back on a train from, this is 1975, with a proper manager, and uh, they drew at Arsenal, drew at West Ham, and Alan said to, to Tony, I'm not going to be able to play. On, on Monday against Liverpool because my ankle's playing up Tony. And, and Tony Waddington says, Al, just prepare for the game. I think it's going to rain. Cutting a long story short, when Oddie got to the Victoria ground, he, he went to see Tony because he'd gone into the dressing room, seen his boots and his kit hanging up, and he thought, oi, oi, what's going on here? As he's going to see Tony in his office, Keegan, Toshak and Clements were coming off the pitch. Kevin Keegan says, Ud, how come your pitch is so muddy? We ain't had any rain in Liverpool for weeks. And Alan said, there's a microclimate here, Kev, in the potteries. He walks, he knocks on Tony's door. Come in. Hello, Alan. How many tickets do you want? 14. <laughs> that, that was it. And he got the Stoke Fire Brigade to water the pitch so Alan Hudson could play. That was when Shankly walked in, knocked on the door, and he says, can I come in, please, Tony? Bill, our dressing room's your dressing room. Walks in, went over to Woody, and he said, I didn't think I'd ever see a performance that surpassed that of Peter Doherty, but you've just done it, son. And then really? he said his bits and pieces, and Bill Shankly left. But that, you know, that that is brilliant management. That is something Ramsey would never have done, and lots of others, Sexton would never have done, if only Oddie would have met Tony Waddington when he was sixteen, and gone through his career being managed by the great Tony Waddington. You know, when when you look when you look when Oddie joined them, you know they nearly won. They nearly won the. Um... Yeah, football league. They were four four points off it. Yeah, incredible. You know, mm. they were. I mean, we have mentioned it, but I remember listening to that game on radio. Uh, twenty or twenty or thousand there, twenty nine thousand there when uh, Stoke beat to Leeds at uh, Victoria Ground. Oh, that game there, yeah. yeah. But, um, that was another game. That was Alan's first ga- uh, first goal that he uh, that he scored for Stoke against Leeds. I mean, Leeds must have thought, oh, God, not him again. And they were 2-0 <laughs> down and, and come back and won 3-2. Denny Smith scoring the winner. It's a game Stoke fans still talk about. And still talk about those days, that season, funnily. In fact, there is a book, uh, the season we nearly won the league, uh, Stoke City. And, and they, I think they finished in the top six twice on the spin with, uh, with Hoodie. But when Alan joined them, uh, January 1974, I think they drew at Ipswich and went into the bottom three because Alan turned round to his uncle George and says, oh, my God, what have I done, George? But Al turned Stokes, you know, um, performances around and, and they, they went on the up and they went up and up and up until that damn roof of the butler's lane end blew down and that was it. He had to get sold because yeah. the roof was uninsured again. 
you wouldn't get oh, that what today. Was there? Three, what did he say? Three years? Yeah, yeah, three, uh, three years. He three fabulous seasons he had with them. Yeah, he had, he had pretty much, yeah, two. I mean, he was injured for uh, for a bit of the uh, the final season, but... Uh, yeah, but they were still successful, weren't they? SRB Media. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.